Hey, once again, welcome everybody to another Not About Us podcast. As always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is Not About Us. Hey, well, thanks for joining us again. I know it's been a while. I uh, want to apologize for the delay, but, you know, as we've said before, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, and again, this is not about us. So hopefully, like I've said, um, uh, those of you who are following us, you, those of you who are checking these out, um, our, our greatest hope is that uh, this is just an encouragement to you to go find God yourself. Uh, not not to let us spoon feed everything to you because we're we're as perfect as the next guy and yeah. uh, which you know <laughs> and as everybody knows that's that's not very uh, so uh, but but thank you uh, for uh, for any patience you know if, if you are hoping we put out another one soon you know we're doing our best but uh, we'll we'll do it as we can. But today, this is going to be another Genesis podcast, and, and again, I have really, really lost track. Do you have any idea where we are? No, at the top of my head. Okay, so this is Genesis number, so uh, we'll just we'll just re-edit that. And <laughs> but uh, we are, I can tell you, we are in, um, we're going to be Genesis 8, 15 through 22 today, uh, just as a brief recap and I'm doing this more for myself because if you're listening to these online um, you might have gone straight from the last podcast to this one so it's been like all of 30 seconds for you uh, going to this one so the last one's fresh in your mind uh, for us it's been over two months uh, when, when, how, what was it oh more than that wasn't it uh, let me see I have the date that I put on here uh, October 23rd, so it has been. Which makes sense, because yeah. October... So it's been four months. It's So October uh, was uh, a month of sickness for my family. Yeah. Then we, we, got, to, we got to the end of uh, November, uh, and we were pretty good, but the week of Thanksgiving, we all got a flu of some sort. And then in December, <laughs> we were pretty much sick for the whole month. Yeah. And... And when the babies are, so I, I, I get sick and I have my week of, oh, I feel horrible and all this kind of stuff. Then the babies get sick, so I have an the additional week, week yeah. of, of no sleep because now they're not. <laughs> so I, I have basically a, a half a month to a month of, and, and, and as I keep telling people, and I have to keep apologizing, when, I, uh, when this is happening, and it's happened recently, that's why I'm glad that we're finally doing this today, but I'm still not 100% from this last round uh, of sickness that we just had uh, my baby uh, got sick as well one of them and he's doing just fine after like just three or four days of being sick but I am going on like day 10 of just not feeling that great luckily this is my best day yet so I want to get this done but when I'm not when I'm sick and the babies are sick and I'm not sleeping I'm a grouch I'm not fun to be around, you know, and I'm consciously aware of this. I'm consciously aware that I'm having to say things like to myself, having to say things like, Brad, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. 
and I don't want to I don't want to do a podcast when I'm in that state because it's not, right. it's not yeah. who I am. I'm not proud uh-huh. of me in that moment. You know, it's it's I'm not happy with myself in that moment. So you just feel kind of like you're going. And God said this in Revelation one. Let's just move on. You know, and you don't want to be that way. I don't want to yeah. be grouchy. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's normally it's not who I am. It's just this yeah. sleep deprivation is a killer. Let me tell you. <laughs> <clears throat> brought on by sickness and mm-hmm. so you're not feeling good even if you are getting good and sleep just and worn out from having to take care of a, a, a little human or two little humans if yep. they're both sick okay <clears throat> but um, so we, we base essentially gone through the entire Noah story and we're just getting to the part where it's all wrapping up everything is at least the flood event itself is coming to a head. We're going to have more in Genesis with Noah after he's off the ark, and we're going to see a little more of him, but we're leaving the ark, we're, we're done. The, the event itself is coming to an end right now. So, real quick, yeah. Um, do you mind? I'm going to do a prayer. Oh, I'm so, thank you. Thank See? It's been four months. I get out of these habits, and um, well, we so did. Thank you, and thank we you. did a quick little prayer beforehand. But yeah. I like to make sure that we do the prayer in the podcast. Yes, so absolutely. The podcast absolutely. can be blessed. Thank you. See, this is how perfect we are. <laughs> so, yeah, go for it, Father. Thank you. Thank you for this this bright sunshine coming through this window over here. It reminded me that even though it's been a season of sickness that it's it's bright and beautiful and and spring is coming and just the idea that all of the sickness will be taken out and removed and and we can feel good for a little while but right now more than anything i just want to say lord thank you for you thank you for your presence even during this time this trial this does not feeling well you're always here with me you're right there by my side and I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for not giving up on me because we all know that if it was the other way around, uh, I'm not able to say the same about you. I would have given up, but you're not giving up. Oh, thank you. You are sticking to this. Thank and you. And, I, Lord, I just, I'm blown away by that. I love you, and I yes, thank you. so much. And I give you all the praise that I can possibly give. I give it to you, and I ask that... As always, that this podcast be for you and about you. Don't let it be anything from us. Yeah. If it yeah. is, let it be gone. Let it let it be killed before it's even spoken. Bring the people here that you want here. Hopefully this will be an encouragement to them as they go through the things that they're going through, the sicknesses, the, 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 tri- the tribulations in their lives, whatever it may be. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for this time, thank you for this podcast, and hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. thank you, thank amen. You. Oh, amen, thank you, thank you so much for that. And really quick, before I jump into Genesis 2, I have two shout-outs to give, and I usually do the shout-outs in the conversation pieces, but I want to do a couple of them here for two reasons. One, we're not doing the conversations on YouTube anymore, right? Right at all? No. Nope. So, so I just I don't even I kind of want to move them off. We are on Rumble, uh, so you can check it out there. Uh, but, but also just because it's been four months, and we possibly we're get, we're considering doing 
the conversation piece after we record this one, but we might not, so we might not even get one in. Uh, so I'd like I want to do a shout out real quick. One, um, for those of you who don't know anything about ASMR, you can go check it out. At um, I, it, it's something that impacts me, relaxes me. It, it's it's good. And there's a couple of, of Christian ASMR sites that I listen to uh, where they just speak uh, uh, the word, they speak scripture, they pray over people. Uh, one of them that I just want to shout out right now is called The Healing Word ASMR. And she just put out, um, I, I don't know the name of the individual, uh, I could probably check it out, I just never bothered, honestly. Uh, but... She put out uh, something to all of her subscribers just asking her, you know, what do I say to the people who say that ASMR is evil and non-Christian and I shouldn't be doing this? And um, I just responded that uh, a lot of people are, some aspects of it uh, are similar to some aspects that are in New Age practices. So people irrationally fear it, but uh, my response was that's like saying having intimate relations in marriage is wrong because pornography does that too. Or like saying that uh, because yoga involves pagan worship techniques, uh, so therefore athletes stretching before they perform is sinful. Right. Um, uh, Lucifer himself led the praises in heaven. He's a master of music, and so he's been able to manipulate and, and, and corrupt and do a lot of horrible things with music, but that doesn't mean that we're to ignore the scriptures that tell us to praise, praise him with the beating of drums, with the playing of loud instruments. We can never forget. Uh, pe people are very fearful of the things that resemble the things that Satan has corrupted, but we can never forget that Satan is a deceiver and not a creator. God created, Satan perverted. The reason why the imitation draws people is because the original has value. Um, and I just want to lift her up. Uh, she's just, I, I love going to sleep with someone speaking the word of God to me and, and letting it play all night long I'm hearing the word of God. I mean, that's, why is that a controversial thing? It bugs me that, that people say that that's, that's a bad thing. So I just want to lift her up. Uh, and there are others that, that do similar things that I listen to, but. but uh, well, and the thing is the, the the practice itself is not in, inherently evil. The problem right. is that we as people are are fallen and cursed and, and we have a sinful nature. So we can take something that is used for the absolute glory of God and it's and it's good, and we can take it and make it something deplorable and yeah. horrible. Technology exactly. is saving lives on one end, but it's also ending lives on the other end. Yeah, you know, in their sinful ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it, exactly. How do you draw the line? Uh huh. No, no, absolutely. So I just um, those of you who get triggered. By ASMR, and you find it to be a very relaxing thing. I just I lift the healing word ASMR. Go check it out, and and there are others that I could also shout out. I just that one comes to mind because of the request by her. She uh, apparently she's getting flack from someone, and um, there's another one. If 
And this is specific if you're in the Des Moines area, really, although you can check them out online. Uh, but Brad and I have, have found a group lately. It's called Kingdom Life Family Ministries International. Uh, they do have a live stream of their, their church services that they put out once a week. But um, we've been going as often as we can to a Wednesday night Bible study. And I just want to lift that group up. Uh, yeah. So just, and, and I was talking, my son is going to whenever he can. But um, one of the things I told him the other day is uh, that, that this group, it's not made of elitist, privileged uh, people who are, uh, and I'm not saying, see, I'm, I know I'm going to come out and offend somebody yeah. unintentionally, but it's, it's not people who think they are all that and then some. Right. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, over half the people in that group, I think, I think, and I'd have to, I'd have to go back. I, I haven't actually done an official count, but just from listening to people's testimonies and what have you, over half the people in that group have come out of some serious jail time. And, and they are broken, and they are hungry, and they are just... They've fallen deeply in love with the God who set them free. Yep. And they are passionately uh, caring about finding him and loving him. And it is such a refreshing thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you are in the Des Moines area, I, I, I absolutely invite you uh, to come over. I, I'm not in charge of the group. I just, I just hang out with them. Uh, but um, Kingdom Life Family Ministries International... Uh, if you want to check out their live stream, you can see them all over the world. But but they, they're just, I just thank God for that group. It has been such a refreshing thing. Um, and, and I also told them it, it very much is like you and me. When we would get together and have our Bible studies, even before the podcast, and it was like that weekly energizing, oh yes, yes, just getting together, bringing the presence of God in, mm -hmm. rejoicing over what he's done in our lives, feeding off of each other's passion and excitement, and that's what that group is like. Yeah, and, and like, you can, there's a, there's an opportunity for you to share something there that might touch someone else that's there, but for me, and, and, and I'm being selfish here, but for me, I have gone there, and there have been so many things that have happened that have touched me, mm -hmm. it, it's empowering me. It's making, you know, it, it, it's, it's sharpening me just as much as I'm hoping that I'm providing something for them as well. Yeah. But I, I, I can tell you, I go there and I leave that and I've been sharpened. And, yeah. I, and I just, I appreciate that. And it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, I've had some trauma in my life and you always think that your trauma is, you know, unique. You know, yeah. you know I, I, I have since long gotten over that. But during my trauma, you always feel like... Nobody else has ever gone through this before. Exactly. Yeah. And when you go there and you just take it in and you listen to what's going on in their lives or a story that they're sharing that has happened previously in their history, and you're like, I, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. It's the same thing that's happened. And it, you know, we're, we're, it might be a little bit different here or there, but it's the same, same route and we can we can we can work with that. We can encourage each other. We can get through that. And everybody everybody needs that. I think they need to. I need everyone needs to realize that there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. That this has happened to other people, and especially if you can see that people 
come out so much stronger from it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and that's because there's two ways you can go. In society right now, most people are going the victim route. Yeah. You know, why did this happen to me? It's horrible. It's horrible. I can't move past it, and I can't contribute anything now because this is all I focus on. This is everything. I, I'm just a victim, and I, and I can't do anything about it. But that's not true. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, from, that's from Satan. You know, and here you're seeing people who have that, and, and some, some of them far worse than the trauma that I've had, you know, which is also humbling, yeah. you know, to go, okay, yeah. Brad, <laughs> you really got to think about this here. Yes, you know, you might have had some abuse, or yes, you might have had some of this, but, but you don't, you didn't have that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, also there's that kind of humbling of, you know, because you always think you're, you're, we're all so self-centered. Our world is, you know, is the be-all of everything. And so if our if trauma's in there, of course it's the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. You know, forgetting that there's been holocausts and there's been, you know, yeah. you know, there's actual, right now in the world, there's actual things happening to people far worse. There are people in those positions that would love, that they dream of what I had. Uh-huh. You know, so it's just... It's a very humbling experience, but also getting to see the people move past it, and and, so, and then they're, they're all in different stages too. Yeah. You know, some of them are still they're right in the trauma still. They're just they're uh-huh. they're just out of it and they're just starting to grow. And I can see their potential. And 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 that you know I've I've left a couple times and just cried because I'm like they're 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 they're, they're doing it. Uh-huh. You know, just that yeah. that thrill that they're gonna make it. You know, and. Uh, and, and so I don't know. I'm just rambling now, but no, but, I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's it, and we could turn the whole thing into that. Yeah, but, but uh, let's get Genesis now. Now, to be fair, before I move on, just in case you do decide to go, you are in the Des Moines area. Wednesday nights they split it up. There's youth. Uh, there's the women do their thing, and the men uh, they have their own group, and they it's called Iron Sharpens Iron. Mm-hmm. Is what they call it. And and um, so just if you decide to show up, that's that's the format. Uh, but but please, anyone's invited. Okay. All right. Uh, how long have we been recording? <laughs> and we're just getting into Genesis? Okay. So Genesis 8, 15 through 22. Once again, I'll say Hebraic Roots Version, unless I say otherwise. And Elohim spoke unto Noach, saying, Go forth from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring forth with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, both fowl and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth, that they may swarm in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. Are we I just noticed there's no microphone here. Are we okay? <laughs> yes. It is recorded. I discovered that the camera actually has a better... Better microphone? Yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, <laughs> I just noticed. Are we, are, are, wait a second. I... I, I <laughs> I, I, I was wondering, I was going to say something and then kind of forgot, but then afterwards I was like, you know what, let's just see if you even noticed. Okay, this. well, I, I didn't, so I'm, I'm glad it's working. Here we go. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl whatsoever moves upon the earth after their families went forth out of the ark. And Noach built an altar unto Yahweh, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And Yahweh smelled the sweet savor, 
And Yahweh said in his heart, I will not again curse the earth any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Now one of the things I want to point out right off the bat is, and we've said it before, when we go over these Bible studies and things, what we're sharing are just things that leaped out at us, mm -hmm. impacted us, and, and just flew off the page. I want to share it with you, that kind of thing. Fully recognize I'm not touching everything that's in here. And one of the reasons I say that right now is because Noah built an altar unto Yahweh and took of every clean beast, every clean fowl, offered burnt offerings on the altar, Yahweh smelled the sweet savor. That's an important part. You know what? I'm not going to touch it here. I'm not going to, you know, for whatever reason, other things jumped out, stood out. I kept looking at that going, I know it's important. I know it's important, and, and, and it's a piece we should discuss, but it's like nothing ever just came out and said, no, no, you know, other things just kept grabbing my heart, grabbing, grabbing me. So again, please, I encourage you, check this out, do a Bible study on your own, go to God, go to the Holy Spirit, let, let the Spirit open your eyes, uh, anything, any questions you have about this, I, I hope we help in that, but, but I'm not the Holy Spirit, I'm not God, uh, I'm, whoops, I'm just me, so, um, so if anyone, if anyone is ever saying, why didn't you touch on that, why didn't you touch on that? I don't know. I, I, I have no answer for why that didn't jump out at me at this time. And like I said, this time I kept looking at that going, I know it's important. I, I should focus on that in some way, but nothing ever really spoke to me at this time. That's just me. It's not you. If that's grabbing your heart, go to God with that. Um, but I will say, so let me get into what I do have. The first thing that leapt out at me about this, and I've never noticed this before consciously, but it says, Yahweh said in his heart. So, um, he, uh, uh, Noach builds the altar, he, he does the sacrifices, then Yahweh said in his heart, I will not again curse the earth anymore for man's sake, and, and, and I will not again smite every more every living thing as I have done. It just occurred to me, as I'm doing this Bible study, this was not a proclamation that Noah knew about. Noah had no idea that God had determined this at this point in time. And it, it occurred to me, the very first one who would understand that this was going on at this time was Moses, as God was uh, transcribing this to him. Yeah. Nobody before this time knew that Yahweh thought it at this moment in time. It was still, it was a thought of God's. God, Yahweh said in his heart, but this proclamation was not made. Now, he does make the proclamation in the next chapter, Genesis 9-11. He's talking to Noah, and then he says, And I will establish my covenant with you, Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of the flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. But right here, 
in uh, Genesis 8, 15 through 22, he doesn't speak it. It's just in his heart. And we have the revelation that it was in God's heart before it ever came out of his mouth. And this continues a pattern that has already been established and will, and will continue throughout the Bible of believing, speaking, doing. God said in his heart, or in other words, he thought it, he believed it. He then spoke to Noah the intentions of his heart. Yeah. Then he acted upon it. And I guess you could say in this case, he, his acting upon it is the prevention of any, you know, the, the decision not to do something. So his, his acting upon it is that he has never since, you know, done this. And we're going to get into that in a little bit with the significance of why that's important too in a little bit. But just, it just hit me that right now nothing is actually said. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it's interesting because it's also, what an interesting parallel. Think about the heart of God. And then he tells you, in his heart, he says <coughs> that every incl inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Mm -hmm. So in his heart, he knows our heart, obviously. Yeah. But just what an interesting parallel right there, too. We, we, know, we know what man's heart is, he, he tells us. Uh -huh. But God's heart. There's still that mystery there. There's still that, you know, mm -hmm. we don't we don't get us we don't get a, anything that says, you know, and God's heart is love and wonderful and da 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 da. And in, in every man's heart, the inclination is always evil from his youth. We don't get that, so we're left to go. God's heart. What's that? You know. Yeah, and even even in things like this, where it says, okay, man, God said in his heart right now, so we have a glimpse into his heart. Even through the whole Bible, where we. It, it's still, like you said, man, we don't have to be told. <laughs> right. We know what's in our heart. We live it. We, you know, I can understand what humanity is like because I'm a human. Right. I'm living this life. I'm experiencing this life. God, you know, I'm, I'm not God. I just sort of, I kind of have to trust when, when something is revealed like this, mm -hmm. I kind of have to trust it. And that's what, that's what this whole process is, is getting to understand and know him intimately and getting to that place where I don't just listen and logically assent, you know, consciously go, okay, I'll be in agreement with that. But you get to the place where, no, it, it's, it's impacted me, where I, it's become real and, and I believe it. Not just on the lot on a mental level, but it's actually become a part of me. It's ingrained into who I am. Well, and, and it's also to me like it's almost like an invitation. It's like okay, so I know that my thoughts, my my heart is evil because my mm -hmm. thoughts are always of that nature. Yeah. But here, it's almost like if you're tired of that, mm -hmm. if you don't like that, well, here's God's heart. Yeah. Let me go figure out what that's about then. You mm -hmm. know. And, and, and exactly what you just said, let's go figure that out. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go figure that out with us. Right. It's just, you know, but, but with God, there is a chase that has to happen. Um, are we getting way off the subject now? Probably. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Okay. So, so I'll stop there. Cause I just realized that's probably going down another road that, but 
Sorry, I liked it too much. No, no, that was really good. But but in con in continuing this pattern of believing, speaking, doing, I just had some other verses that, that go over that. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7. For as one that has reckoned within himself, so is he. And the King James Version says, For as he thinketh in his heart, mm -hmm. so is he. Um, Luke 6.45 says, a good man from the good treasures that are in his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man from the evil treasures that are in his heart brings forth evil things. For from the abundant things of the heart, the lips speak. Mm -hmm. So it's what's in your heart comes out of your mouth and then becomes action. Well, and I think... Right there, I think that's one of the tools that Satan uses, that, that self-doubt and anxiety that attacks us sometimes. Because mm -hmm. if, if, if I think I'm horrible and, I'm, and, yeah. and, and I think that I not, I'm not good enough for something, or if I think these, you know, these negative thoughts, I'm going to make them true. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's what it's saying. You know, if, you, if you're thinking this is... But if I think that I am God's son... If I think that God is my father and, and, and I'm not an animal like the world says I am and all this kind of stuff, then there's going to be power there. There's going to be, there's going to be something better. I can now have something to give yeah. rather than just being stuck in that rut of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, just one of those things that mm -hmm. Satan uses against us. Now, this is all part of a circle that we're not getting into. This is just, you know, think, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, think, believe, speak act but once you act now you affect something else and that comes around and, and everything else comes back to affect how you think uh, so there's a bigger circle that this is a part of and another piece of this before I go on Jacob 226 and again that's Hebraic roots version your King James version or other versions will say James 226 um, as the body without the spirit is dead thus also faith without works mm -hmm. is dead and that's this falls in this verse falls into this pattern um, if you say you have faith and there's no actions it means there was not really faith so it's saying this this whole thing is it's proven dead because we have a pattern here if you believe it you will speak it and then you will act upon it so if there's no acting upon it was there really ever a believing it you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. Um, so that's, again, this verse is part, revealing part of that pattern. So I'll move on now. I'll move on. Uh, but Noach, Noah, Noach. Again, um, if you're a native Hebrew speaker and I'm mispronouncing these, once again, I apologize. Um, I try my best, uh, but I, I really have no idea sometimes where the emphasis of the word goes, even if I am pronouncing it correctly. Uh, pronouncing the sounds correctly. Yeah, it's the same for me. I have such a love and appreciation for the, the Hebrew language that uh -huh. I want to be able to be better at it than I am. Yeah. But I'm still an infant when it comes to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so Noah and his family are commanded to go forth. Uh, his family goes with him. But then Noah is commanded to bring everything else forth. And it made me wonder, 
Now, even uh, I'm going to bring up that Cam Cam can't speak. Uh, I'm going to bring up that uh, uh, the family Family Life International Ministries. Uh, we we uh, uh, this was this type of thing was brought up in one of the last Wednesday Bible studies, just talking about how uh, uh, Jesus when he came and died and he saved us. He didn't just save us; he saved the planet. And and this this whole thing his uh, his salvation. Uh, and when he came the first time, he came for individual salvation. When he comes the second time, it's going to be, you know, uh, uh, salvation of the whole thing. But he's not just here to save us. He's here to save everything. Right. And I, and I hadn't really thought about that before. But this, it goes into this. Noah as a, as a picture of the Messiah. As a physical representation, an image uh, of the Messiah, uh, he's commanded to go. He's commanded to lead. He's the first one out, and the, his family goes with him. And again, this is—you can take this to um, uh, the rapture, the dead. You know, Jesus is the first, and then there's there's a pattern. There's then these are second, these are third, these you know, and uh, as who will go next? We have that pattern right here, uh, but. In the end, Jesus is going to redeem not just humanity, but the entire earth. Right. His entire system. And what do we have here? Noah goes, his family goes with him, but he is commanded to bring everything else forth. So Jesus is going to, to cleanse and, and fix and cure and whatever you know, verb you want to throw in there, the whole planet. And that's a picture of what we're seeing here. And it made me think, what if, what if Noah said, no, I'm going to leave it? I mean, what if he'd been disobedient? What if, you know, what if he, you know, said, you know, no, I'm not gonna, even going to bring it in the first place? Um, now, something would have happened, you know, God would have been upset, something would have happened, I, I don't know. But the point, the point is, since um, he's, it, it's a picture of the Messiah. He was obedient, and he brought everything. He brought all of God's creation. All is saved through Noah. And that's a picture of all is saved through Yeshua. Right. Well, and, that, and we always, you know, because thank God. Thank God that Jesus is, is, you know, saving us, that we have salvation through him. Yeah. But, but this, is, this world is not how the world was supposed to be. And so when when it is all perfected again, we will be like it was intended to be. So, yeah. yes, he is saving us. He's also saving the animals. Yeah. He'll put them back to the way that they were supposed to be. Now, this you know, doesn't mean, uh, again, we have a higher place. Uh, uh, he is perf He's perfecting everything, not just us, but the fact that we have free will and we're intended to love God and have a relationship with him willfully, uh, we follow him. Mm -hmm. We go with him. The rest of it is brought. Right. Um, uh, and I mentioned this before. It's a difference between my son and my plays that I write. Mm -hmm. They're both my creation. Uh, but but one is has a much higher place in my life. Right. Um, 
so, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No. Uh, so go on with that. But okay. I just wanted to make that distinction as he saves all of us. Some, you know, we still have a higher place in him. Of course. Well, we were meant to be yeah. the overlords of, <laughs> you know, the, we were supposed to be the caretakers of the animals and, and the earth. But he, he's going to, because you've got to think about this too. When he does that, he, yes, he's on a spiritual level. Yes, he's saving us. But he's also saving us on a physical level. We weren't meant yeah. to have disease. Uh -huh. We weren't meant to decay. We weren't meant for for the things that happened. Uh, and, and all of that's got to be fixed too. So yes, we're going to be. We're, our salvation is, and our spiritual self is going to be perfected. But also, we're not going to have the de disease and the decay. The animals are going to be like they were, like they're supposed to be. The earth will do what it was supposed to do. We caused the earth to be cursed. Yeah. And there will no longer be a curse. Mm -hmm. It's when people say, you know, when people say, "Wow, God's creation is beautiful." Well, right now, you're seeing a remnant of that beauty. Yeah. You're not seeing uh -huh. what God's actual... You're seeing a corrupted beauty. When, yeah. when, when he said it was good, and then it got cursed, and it was corrupted. So you don't, you don't actually have any idea, if you really think about it, you don't have any idea what God's beautiful creation really looks like. Uh -huh. we, do, we don't. We're seeing a remnant of that beauty. Because we do have death, disease, decay... Uh, the relationship with the animals is not like it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, it, all of this stuff is not not right. It's not functioning correctly. <laughs> you know. Oh and yeah. So, so when people say yes, it is beautiful, and I can see God, and I can look at grass or a tree or the sky or anything, and go, oh God, man, God, you're beautiful. You're an artist. This is wonderful. But this is not the actual beautiful creation that he did originally yeah so that that excites me that thought that oh man we're gonna someday when it's perfected we're gonna actually see what god's beautiful creation is you know oh, oh yes uh no i hear you um and you know something else along those lines i'm, I'm getting off the subject here but i just want to this is such a beautiful thought um there are sounds that we know we can't hear right uh that other animals can mm -hmm. and there's a spectrum and i always think Man, when we are perfected, imagine the praises and the beauty and the music that we can't even fathom because we're limited to this range on the spectrum. When mm -hmm. the spectrum is, you know, from here to here, we're going to have, when, we're, when our ears are opened up, not just our eyes. I mean, there are colors we can't see right now. Shades of colors that we've never of known before. Yeah, and, that are going to brighten up. But, but, you know, just imagine going in and hearing that music and realizing you're hearing a sound you could not have heard on the earth. Right. You know, but, but anyway, we'll go on. Now, there's two things God says he will never do again here. One, I will not again curse the earth anymore for man's sake. And he says, why? Because the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. But he says, he will not curse the earth anymore for man's sake. Neither will he again smite anymore every living thing as I have done. So as he has done was the flood. And Genesis 9, 11 specifies that he would never use a flood to do it. He's never going to come back and flood the entire earth. He's not going to destroy the, the entire earth the way he did here. Now, as we've talked about many, many times before, ad nauseum, and I will talk about again, 
The physical things of God are a representation of something spiritual. The Noah story is a representation uh, of the death and the resurrection of Yeshua, our spiritual journey with him, the salvation message. The flood itself represents that sacrifice he made for us. It represents Jesus coming on the cross, washing sin away with his blood. If God were to send a flood like this to earth again, a physical flood, that would be representative that the sacrifice Yeshua made needed to be done multiple times in order to be fully effective. Um, or that he, you know, he came, he washed us, but our sin could make us unholy again for a knee, a new needs to wash us. And um, this was brought up, I, I believe, by Troy Black earlier this week. I was listening to him, and and I hadn't thought about it consciously this way, but when he came and died, because because I have, I mean, I've heard this, I I knew this, but for it was like it was one of those things where the. The way he said it for the first time, we went, oh yeah. But when Jesus died, he died for all sin that had not yet happened. It, would, it was completely cleansed. All the sins that had happened, all the sins that would be, he cleansed everything throughout all of time. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no possible way we can sin in the future in a way that has not been covered by his blood. And if the flood were to happen again, it would be a sign from God that said, that is not true. Another resurrection, another sacrifice has to be made. Right. And I would argue that, that because he is so powerful, that he, it, he could not have had it any other way. Mm -hmm. He's so powerful; it would only have had to have been one time. Yes. Because if he had, if he had to do it multiple times, then that means that there is a limit to him. You know, if I, I okay, for I can, I can cover a thousand years of human history with this turn. I got to come back again, and another thousand years, I'll do it again. Yeah. That would, that would show that there's a limit to him. Exactly. But there is no limit to him. Mm -hmm. So there is no reason to have to do it over and over and over again because there yes. is no limit. He is eternal. He's, he's, he's beyond what we can conceive of. Uh, we cannot limit him in any way that God hasn't limited himself. Mm -hmm. um, now, again, something else about this. I will not again curse the earth anymore. Neither will I again smite anymore. Someone tried to tell me this language means... Um, it doesn't make sense unless God has created a pre-Adamic race of people and wiped them out. But it doesn't. It, it, this just is referring back to the immediate thing that just happened. Right. Saying, this that just happened, this flood event, I'm not going to do that again anymore. I think people are misunderstanding this verse sometimes. Although this language doesn't preclude uh, a pre-Adamic race, it doesn't require it. Right. Um, it, you can't look at this 
thing that God says right here and say, there, there's proof that the pre-Adamic race existed because he wouldn't have said that otherwise. Yes, he would have. It makes complete grammatical, logical right. sense that he's just referring to this event that just happened and saying this one time will not happen a second time. That's all he's saying. I have never... Let's say I've never ridden on a roller coaster before. Uh -huh. I get on the roller coaster. I just get off of it. That scared me. And I say, well, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. It doesn't mean that I've ever ridden one before mm -hmm. this time that I just did it. Yes. Now that brings in a, a theological ponderance, too. If there was a pre-Adamic race, does Yeshua blood cover their sins? Uh, or were they so evil that God just said, we're done, I'm getting rid of you, I don't care about you anymore, I'm starting over and you're all going to hell? I mean, that, that brings up a, imagine this, what if Adam was created, he fell, and we go on. Now we know there were people after Adam, Job for one, you know, Job's called the most righteous man on the planet, uh, by God, twice. And uh, what, if, what if stuff had happened and we get to this point just like, just like Noah's day where he looks upon the whole world as sinful, but he doesn't find anyone like Noah. Mm -hmm. And he just says, I'm going to wipe them all out. Um, so this creates, again, if he wiped them out with a flood then he's just done it, then this flood is the second time, or the third, or the fourth, if we've had multiple. So what does that say about Jesus' death and resurrection? Right. And, and if not, you know, just, boy, see, I'm getting into what ifs and what ifs and what ifs here, but it just, it doesn't make sense to me that if there was a pre-Adamic uh, pre race of people um, they would have had. Would they have had some believers? Is the are the entire group uh, evil and horrible and wiped out? So the hard thing about this is, is that God, God is not a liar, and God gives us all of the information. Mm -hmm. So if it was, if that was true, then I am confident that it would be in here somewhere for some reason. Yeah, you know. But the problem is humans have. A different nature. Yes. We have a suspicious nature. Mm -hmm. And when you and when you say something, when, when you go, when you look at that, and your thought is, he's hiding something from us. Uh -huh. I'm going to find evidence to show that he's hiding something from us. That's because of our our nature, that suspicious, mm -hmm. uh, sinful nature. That I mean, we, we, you know, we listened to a serpent that told us. You know, yeah. that what God literally had just said a moment ago, that you will surely die. And the serpent says, you will not surely die. Oh, okay. You know, uh, God, God is correct. God is right. If, uh -huh. if there was anything like that and it was important for us to know, it would be in here. And that, that statement right there, if it was important for us to know. So I, my personal conclusion, I believe I've said this before. With anything like this, that we have no conclusive evidence in Scripture that that type of thing happened, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, even though I might find logical, theological inconsistencies, but I really, truly don't care. Mm -hmm. 
when it really comes down to it. Because if I'm wrong, then God will reveal it and God will explain, you know, when I get to heaven. Um, but I find it irrelevant for our situation and our personal chase of, of, of the Holy Spirit, of Father God, of, of Yeshua HaMashiach, and our, and our relationship with Him, I find it completely irrelevant mm -hmm. to my journey with Him. Well, and if, and if that's all you get caught up, if that's the stumbling block for you, that just goes to show that you never had the trust to begin with. Yeah, that's true. You know, I have the trust. So if something like that turns out to be true, then I trust there was a reason why I didn't need to know about it. Mm -hmm. And then when if it is revealed to me, it's probably going to be, as always, it's going to be what I was just talking about. We, see, we can see God in beautiful things right now, but someday I'm going to be blown away by the fact that there are things far beyond that beauty. Mm -hmm. there, there are more beautiful things that I never even thought or could possibly could have comprehended. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. He might go, listen, there was this you know, race before you. Mm -hmm. But let me tell, let me explain to you what happened, and I'm gonna, my mind's gonna be blown, and I'm gonna be like, God, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh -huh. But right now, I trust Him enough to go. You know what? It's not important. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So if there was a race uh, before us, it's not mentioned in Scripture. Mm -hmm. It, I don't really even believe it's insinuated in Scripture. Right. I think a we lot of people are taking so. things out of place and out of context. Mm -hmm. I think the context uh, uh, of Genesis and everything else makes perfect sense without it. We're trying to read into it in some places. I think the other stumbling block, too, especially with Genesis, is, is we, we uh, our current society that is so scientific-based is wanting to suggest that this is myth and legend. Mm -hmm. But there's still this part of the church that wants to say, well, it's, it, it's still God, it's still, it still happened this way, but let's figure out how it happened with science. You yeah. Know, there was, yeah. So God spoke, that's the Big Bang. Uh, between chapter 1 and 2, that's the millions of years we need to, to cover evolution. So, uh, stuff like that, yeah. Know, and we got we got to stop doing that because this is the truth. Mm -hmm. We got to we got to we got to stop letting them, uh, you know, beat us down to where we go. Oh, okay, maybe maybe that maybe that can be in here somehow, somewhere. Yeah. No, it's in here. This is the truth, mm -hmm. you know. And anything else, it's not necessary for. It's not important for us to know yet. Exactly. You know. Uh, yeah. If God, if if it truly exists that way, if there was one pre-Adamic race, if there was a hundred pre-Adamic races, if we're, if we're the 5,322nd attempt, right. if, if our Adam and the, the mm -hmm. humanity that went on, if that's the case, I'll find out. Mm -hmm. God decided uh, not to include it for a reason. Mm -hmm. I don't have to know. And then, if we're first, we're the only ones, so be it, you know. And it, and it just goes back to what I was just talking about a little bit ago, that we only needed to have Christ come one time uh -huh. because he, he has no limits. Mm -hmm. He didn't need 237 attempts. Exactly. He needed just the one, uh -huh. as far as I'm concerned. But there, I'm always open to letting God reveal more to me. And, and, and that's also, that's just fun. You, you, you know, know, I think you mentioned it right there, too. I think part of where we get into all these, I'm going to call them crackpot theories, 
at times is because we limit God. Mm -hmm. It's because just what you said right there, God doesn't have the limits that we do, and we uh, we we treat him like he does. Right. And I just changed the font size, so let me get back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so let me move on, unless you have something else to go on about that. No, but, I think I spoke I, my piece. <laughs> I got a few more things. We're, we're, yeah. So now, seed time harvest, cold heat, summer, winter, day, night. He specifies these things will remain. Why these? Why, why are those specifically mentioned? Now I have a few things to throw out at you here, but this is one of those things I don't pardon me, I don't necessarily have a, a conclusion. It's just it's one of those things that kind of grabbed me and made me focus on it. It's like that that's specified. God says these things. Now, there's four pair, mm -hmm. eight total that he mentions. We do know four is the number of creation. So, so there's four things. Two is the number of confirmation and witness. So he's, he's essentially saying uh, creation testifies. Uh, now eight is the number of Yahweh God. So, so is, that, is that what one of the things he's saying here? Creation testifies to Yahweh. That these, I was trying, I was just looking for, he specified these specific things here. And, and then just moved on. Right. Um, now seed time and harvest, they speak of our work that's needing to continue until the time is over. Mm -hmm. uh, seed time and harvest, that's not just, the, the again, the physical is a picture of the spiritual. We are intended to to be his servants to to be his soldiers to be his family and uh spiritually plant seeds harvest souls go out into the world reap a harvest for him uh it, this is in one sense a literal physical picture seed time and harvest plants are going to grow you know and he's going to let that whole process happen until the very end right but um, spiritually, we have that that is we're going to work at you know at bringing others into the family until the very end, and it's all said and done. But the other three, all to me, speak of a good yep, and a lack of good. Yep. So this is this is kind of to me it kind of goes to God lets the rain fall on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. He's kind of saying. I don't know, to me, cold heat, summer, winter, day, night. He's like, I'm going to let the pattern continue. Because if he ends night, if he ends cold, that means we're done. You know, he, that means he stepped in, he stopped it and said, I'm making everything perfect. We're done. Right. So the evil parts of it have to be allowed to go on until the end for him to, to let us have... Free will, the the uh, the the e he has to let the evil thoughts of our heart manifest without stopping us until the until the time that he does say it's all over, or we don't have free will. Right. You know, or or there is not 
there's no chance of true love being returned to him. Does that make sense? No. Or did I kind of ramble there? No, it makes sense. That's, that's the only thing I came up with there, is the, those other three things. And we've talked about this before. We've mentioned, you know, heat is, is a thing. Heat can be measured. Mm -hmm. Cold is simply a term we give to the absence of heat. You know, cold, you know um, light is, is, you know, day and night. You know, these things, it, it's, it's like light is a measurable thing. Um, darkness is simply a term we give to the fact that light is not here or, right. or in very low supply. Um, it's, but all of it is a measurement of light and how much it is or is not available. So all of these things speak, so I didn't say good and evil, but I said good and a lack of good. So things that are functioning correctly right. and then things that are not functioning correctly, he's going to let them both go on until the very end. Well, and then it's also, uh, to me, like, you know, you have, you have the seed time, so you have the work, you mm -hmm. have the trial, but then you have the harvest, you have the reward. You know, every, everything that he does shows us something, some yes. sort of truth. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and all of these are kind of, kind of in that way. You know, you have, you get through the winter, but you enjoy the summer. You mm -hmm. know, the, the, the winter is the tribulation, but the summer is the reward. It, all of those are kind of that in there, too. Now, did I put that, do you think I put that in the wrong category here? Because you're right, because seed time and harvest, it's like neither one of those were evil, so to speak. Right. Seed time, you're working, but this part of the process, then you gain the harvest. Hey, your reward, <laughs> but seed time, planting and all that, that's not evil. That's just part of the process. Now, day and night, heat heat and cold, I saw that as good and then lack of good. Mm -hmm. I kind of took that as summer, winter as kind of the same thing. Summer is good. Everything's there. Cold, it's like the winter. Um, it, I saw it kind of like as day and night. It, it's part, it, it's symbolic to me of, you know, the evil right. side of things. But would you say, no, no, winter's not evil. It's like seed time and harvest. It's just it's part of the process that happens. It's not. It's not evil, but but okay. So, so from our perspective, though, uh, seed time. That's work, and mm -hmm. we're. It, it can be physically tiring. It can be. It, it can. You're in the thistles. You're in the thorns. It can be painful. You know. It's it's a trial, right. right? Yeah. But harvest. You're getting to rest a little bit. You're getting to relax a little bit. Uh, seed time. You're you potentially uh, your food is not as plentiful as it's going to be during harvest. Right. You might be hungry. You, you know, there's a trial, and, and 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 it's not necessarily evil. Okay. Going through a trial is not evil, and, it, and actually, no, no, we I, need to. I, yeah, I know. saw seed time as part of the process that mm -hmm. we go through, and, and and it's a good thing. And 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 it definitely gets you to a great outcome. But during the time, but during that, because we as humans, when we are in the this, you know, when we're in the trial, it, it's not always fun, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. You know, we're, but we're dreaming about the what's coming, and it's the same thing in like winter time. Winter is not evil. In fact, I actually like winter, but I like winter from the comfortable, uh, you know, heat <laughs> of my house. That you know, right. I get to go out and enjoy it, and 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 then I can go. Okay, you know what? I'm tired of it now. I'm going to go back into, and I'm going to put my heat up to 74, and just ah, feel good. 
So, but, and that's what I'm asking. I kind of saw this as these four items as one and then three in a separate category. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe I'm, I'm, I'm off and they all should be put in kind of the same category? Day and night is just part of a cycle. See, I saw day and night. I see night as it shouldn't exist. It exists because of the fall. Correct. And winter shouldn't exist. Uh -huh. and but, but I see seed time as that will continue. Right. You know, from, from here on out, when God perfects everything, we'll still have a seed time and a harvest that will continue on. You know what I'm and trying think, to say? I think the difference, though, will be that seed time will also be enjoyable because... Well, it will. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it will still exist, whereas right. night might be gone completely. Right. We, we, we'll have complete light. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. I'm just seeing it as, like, right now... Uh, you know, we have to, we have to toil. We have to, right. you know, seed time is not necessarily uh, a great thing for us right now, uh -huh. but it will be when there is no thistles and thorns and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, but I guess like cold and heat, mm -hmm. we will never be cold again. Right. You know, there, it will just be the warmth. And I'm not thinking of heat as burning fire. I'm thinking of just that, that, that nice like right now i would call this heat we're in this room we're nice and warm mm -hmm. you know uh uh but cold is that the absence of heat it's it's we will <clears throat> will never be cold again uh we'll never have darkness again i don't and i don't and i don't know but, this for sure but possibly seed time won't be a thing because our nourishment will be coming from the lord it you will, know. but but what I'm thinking of is the planet. He'll make a new heaven and a new earth, but the planet mm -hmm. will still go on. Right. And you won't just have pop flower and full grown ready to go. It there, it will go through a growing process. Right. Uh, there will still be a there will still be trees that have fruit. The fruit drops that falls into the soil, even if no one's planting it. There's still a seed time, a growth process to become a fully mature plant, right. tree, whatever. That's going to keep. That's going to keep going. But I, I almost okay. This is all just speculation. <laughs> but like when, when we're pre-flood, well, pre-pre-fall. Sorry, not pre-flood. Pre-fall. Mm -hmm. And the and actually scientific journals they say millions of years ago and all that nonsense. Right, right, but right. Scientific journals have even shown that the air, that the amount of oxygen in the air was was much higher. Much higher. That the the that the the light coming from the sun mm -hmm. was much was much more powerful. That that so all of the basically what this is saying is even scientific journals, uh, secular scientific journals, agree that pre-fall things grew quicker, faster, bigger. Grew but, quicker, faster, bigger, uh -huh. but they grew. Right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that it may not be a thing where we have to wait a whole season for something to no. change. No. But it might be. And, and, that's, and, and I completely agree right. with you that it will be a more enjoyable thing, mm -hmm. and, and you know, but it will still exist. Right. Which separates it categorically, to me, from... Uh, day and night, mm -hmm. and cold and heat, which which will be two elements that will no longer exist. But will summer, winter, still exist, or will winter be gone? You know what I mean? Will we just have wonderful, glorious, or will it be 
No, there's winter. We just enjoy it more. You just like Possibly. Seed, seed time exists. We just enjoy it more is what you're saying. Possibly. I think so, it's a speculation You know what I mean? Thing. So, so maybe, that's what I'm saying. Am I wrong? Did I read? Did I miscategorize these? Or perhaps it's a thing where you know, yes, winter exists if you travel here. You know, going in the North Pole kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, and still, but even Will it? that, yeah, that's, we're just speculating now. Will God, <laughs> you know, will God be on the Earth and He'll just make everything universally? Will He just be so perfect? powerful that it's not even possible for a winter? You know. Yeah, exactly. Will his glory be so radiant that winter doesn't even exist? Or will it be a situation where God God says, no, I like winter too. That's part of mm -hmm. this. Uh, and, you know, you just won't suffer through it. We'll be perfected beings. Right. We, we'll be people who could travel through space and, and, you know, and space and time and check stuff out, you know, and not be harmed by it. Just like we've talked about being able to pet a lion and not being afraid of it, you know, or right. whatever. Uh, but... So could it be that we're in we're in a situation where it's negative eighty, you know, and we're just enjoying it, you right. know, and, and and you know, cold doesn't bother us, you know, that could, I don't know that all of that, <laughs> all of that to say I might have miscategorized these these four elements and be way off base. So that that's just talk. <laughs> That's just our conversation for you guys. You come up with whatever you want. <laughs> I take that back. You come up with what the spirit wants you to come up with. I just, uh, <laughs> I was just watching a video from Ken Ham uh -huh. and uh, this passage right here, you know, as long as the earth remains, so that's important, as long as the yeah. earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Ken Ham says that right there if you if you believe uh, that disproves the climate uh, change theory, because as long as the Earth remains, these yeah. things will happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I totally believe in climate change. I believe that today it was thirty degrees, but tomorrow it might very well be fifty. And yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, when Ken Ham said that, it kind of made me laugh because it's like, oh yeah, it's right there. You know. <clears throat> okay, a couple other things. Um, uh, there's one big one I wanted to end on here. Uh, but there's a, a quick little thing. This just kind of struck me. Genesis 2.21, the verse where it says, The ground on account of man. Just that segment. Just that little segment right there. This is the Hebrew. And again, hope my pronunciation's okay. Ha-adama ba'abur ha-adam. So, and I noticed a word play there. The ground on account of man. So on account of is the ba'abur, right in the middle. But the ground and man, ha-adama, ha-adam, it, it's the same root, exactly. And we've talked about this, man comes from the dirt. Mm -hmm. I will no longer curse the ground on account of man. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in the Hebrew, there's a wordplay going on there. They, they're, they're, he's saying almost, I will know, he's, he's basically saying, I will no longer curse the ground on account of the ground. Right. I will no longer curse the man on account of man. Now, literally, it's not true. It's a, but it is a wordplay. Ha-adama, ha-adam. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's all. I just noticed that similarity there. Right. 
Um, now, the last thing, I did get into the word curse. Uh, Strong's Concordance 7043. It is kalal. I will never, I, when he says, I will not again curse. And this was fascinating to me. This was fascinating. Because, uh, well, first of all, I first thought, is this the first place it was ever used? And it was not. It is the first place that the English translation interprets it as curse. Okay. Because it has other usages that it could be. So the very first time it was actually used in the Bible was pretty recently. It was Genesis 8.8. Um, so we're in 8.15 through 21. So it was pretty recently. And he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated. That's this word here from off the face of the earth. So abated is the same Hebrew word as right here. God saying, I will no longer curse the earth. Um, this is where it's first used as curse in the English language. But abated is the first usage of this word in the Hebrew. Now, fascinating thing. The meaning, the primary meaning of the word curse to be light. <laughs> and that, that threw me. That, right. that, that does not feel, this word kalal means to be light. In a literal sense, it means to be swift, to be small, to be sharp. Okay. From a figuratively, from a figurative sense, it means easy, trifling, or vile. Now, some of the interpretations of this mean abate, to make bright, to bring into contempt, to curse, or to despise. Hmm. Now these all, initially, when I just read through that list right there, I'm sitting there looking at this thing going, those don't make any sense why these should all be together. Those have extreme opposites. Yeah. So now here's, here's my thought process as I went deeper into this. Abate, make bright, curse. At first, they do not seem to be connected. But the more I think about it, the more I do see a connection here. If you think about it in this way, as making something bright um, to be light paying attention to something, shining the light on something. Think of it that way. Uh, um, to keep it from continuing or spreading or even canceling something, then it can have a variety of inferences depending on whether the thing being canceled is good, evil, or just commonly typical. Mm -hmm. Make something bright. Shine a light upon it. See it. Notice it. Pay attention to it. Highlight it. These, to me, are kind of what this is saying. Then the thing diminishes as a result. So when he says the waters were abated, um, I don't see that as an evil thing. They no. just went down. But it's, it's kind of this word. It's almost like he's saying, okay, we paid attention to it. We shined a light on it. The waters receded. It's, it's almost like when, when, remember when it said God remembered Noah? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we, we discussed that in the former podcast. It wasn't like God went, 
Hey, you... angels, what's going on? Oh, my goodness, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Noah. Oh, yeah, yeah, this whole thing's going on. No, it's just uh, it's a, it's a term that just says, okay, now it's time for the next thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this is kind of connected with that. The waters were baited from off the earth, so the waters began to recede when God said, now it's time, turned his attention to it, so to speak. Right. Shine the light upon it. Um, if I'm in the tub and I decide to pull the plug, the waters abate. Why? Because I turned my attention to that direction and acted to make them go away. Uh, to make the waters go away. And I should say, treating it like a plural. I would not interpret that as the water was cursed, but yet, in a sense, it is. Because the waters which were full, now are diminished. So if you think about it in those terms, you can say the water became cursed. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it abated, it disappeared, it went away. If I turn on a light in my basement when I hear, uh, if I turn on my light in my basement when I hear a scurrying noise, and the light catches a mouse and it runs away by acting in fear when the light shines on it to the mouse, it was cursed. It has just been discovered. Uh, its life now becomes more difficult that its presence is known. So this same word being used in Genesis 8.8 and 8.21, it's interpreted, to me, it was interpreted a bait in 8.8 because it's a planned thing. Right. Um, it's interpreted cursed in 8.21. Uh in 8.8, it's completed its purpose, and, it, and, it's, and it's gone. It's not, we don't think of it as cursed, because it seems like it's all good. It's, it's just a planned series of events. But in 8.21, uses curse because it's referring to God paying attention to and acting upon the evil that has happened. It's time for it to be gone, and we in our selfishness, that hurts. Right. We don't want it to be gone. What are you doing? This, you know, this is like God shining his light into our lives. And, and, uh, and um, uh, just when uh, we were briefly, we were talking about the revival that's going on in, in Asbury, uh, the, the college. And, and I remember one of the guys who got up and spoke, just briefly gave a testimony about this, was talking about how um, God one of the people who started this, he was one of the students who was there at the very beginning, he said that, uh, he said like six months before this, he was on his face crying because God was telling him to give up some things. And he didn't want to give them up. And now he looks back and says, why was I complaining? Right. When I give things up to God and he fills them with what was intended to be there instead, it's so much greater. So how much, how much do we feel cursed when God says that has to go away, and we fight Him, and and we hate that, uh, the spiritual implication of cleansing means death comes to uncleanness or the things that are not of God, which means that which did not wish to be removed or dealt with, that suffers as a result. Right. So is that what? So I started to see a connection between all these interpretations, abate and cursed, it's kind of the same thing 
It's just on an emotional level, which one do you use? Because, you know, oh, that, that can go. That's intended to go. This one I don't want to go. I don't want this to go. Oh, you're pulling it away from me. I'm cursed. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, this also gets into... So I, I'm going to stop there for a second let you go on because you look like you got some things in your head. No, I'm just trying to process it because I'm thinking, like, okay, so the ground is... Like, the ground can't prosper because... We were we were given we were given permission to work the ground. That was supposed to be our thing. We were mm -hmm. supposed to be caregivers. Well, when we failed, the ground also got cursed because mm -hmm. that was our project, and it can't be blessed because it was our project. So now God can't look at the ground because if because for the sake of man, because if he does then I think that would have to be blessed. Yeah. And it can't be because it's ours. And you can't, he can't, it can't be blessed because we're still in our sinful state. We're still, we're still cursed. Yeah. And that, now understand to the people, it's not, this is not saying God can't bless us in our daily lives. Of course and, yeah, but, but what he's talking about is it can't be perfected. Right. And it can't, just like God cursed the ground for our sake because... And we've had this discussion in another podcast, but mm -hmm. we are sinners. Mm -hmm. We, If we enter into the perfect presence of God in this state, we'll be destroyed. So once This is what's going on here. This is what you're talking about. So once, so it's almost like once we're cured, once we're no longer cursed, uh -huh. then what was our project can now also not be cursed. Cur right. Like it's yeah. got to go through us. So God, God's basically saying he's not going to go through through us to bless that until we have been until we have been blessed but yeah in, in a way or at least that's the thoughts that are going through my head anyway um, but but it can't so and, and, then, and then the follow-up well the ground will not be blessed because man right now the inclination of man's heart is still evil from his youth so yeah that's the problem uh-huh. Once that's taken care of, that, yeah. then this can be taken care of. So that goes into what I was going to say next. So, well, we are told that God sets before us blessings and cursings. Mm -hmm. Please choose blessings. Mm -hmm. Now, so it started to make me think, was what this is saying is the light is shining on us continually. If we choose blessings, in other words, if we enter into the light and become light mm -hmm. and let him cleanse us from sin and become one with him, that becomes a blessing because the light is joined with the light right. and, and, and the light is wonderful. Right. Stepping into the light when you are light is, is, is I'll just say, is good. Right. But if you say no... I'm going to hang on to my sinful actions. I'm going to remain dark. Then when that light is shined upon you, the darkness is going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. That's a curse. Mm -hmm. Is that is that really the definition of cho choose blessings or choose cursings? In other words, the light, here comes the light. Which side are you on? One is going to be regenerated, rejuvenated, become one with the light, join with it. Right. The other is going to be wiped away. And well, if you are in that state, you're going to go with it. Exactly. And, and, and think about that. The true curse, if God bringing his attention, he's bringing your light on you, mm -hmm. 
and you you choose to to the curse, you choose the cursing, then that attention and light is gone. Mm-hmm. That's a that's horrible. That's that's the curse. Yeah. And in in the in the in the the sin nature in us, that's what we're battling. We 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 think what we have is the light. Yeah. You know, we think that this thing that is making us momentarily happy or whatever it might be, this distraction, we think that's the light. And so when God says no, he brings his attention to us, this is the light. But now we have the choice. Do we trust him? Do we trust him even though we, we have all the evidence to suggest <laughs> that we should, but we still battle it because of that sin nature. That, that very first moment when, this, when, when Satan asked us, when the serpent asked us uh, to deny what God had literally just said, do we sit on that and go, no, I'm going to say what God said was true, or am I going to question it? Yeah. And then when that light goes away, oh, that's a, that's, that's the curse. That's, oh, that's horrible. I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. When that. When that light is gone and now you are, and, and this thing that you thought will fizzle out, as it always will, mm-hmm. and, and now you, you've chosen the curse. And I can't, think of any, I can't think of anything worse to not have God's attention on you and to not have the light shining on you. That's, sorry, that's bothering me. <laughs> you know, that's, um, well... See, the, the one thing I'm getting at, too, is I, I totally agree with what you're talking about. I I'm, don't want to sound like I'm disputing you. But what I'm talking about is the end. God says, all right, time is up. We're yeah. done. Or, you're, or even before, we're not talking about revelation and the end of all. Just right. your, your life is up, and you stand before the judgment throne. Mm-hmm. Now the light is on. Mm-hmm. And if you are dark... Dark cannot exist in the presence of light. Now the light shines on you, and you disappear. Wow. You are gone. As if... And see, now what Jesus did is, is he said, and, and this whole Noah flood situation is reminiscent, is, is a picture of this. What Jesus said is, I'm coming, and I am going to annihilate all that is imperfect, sinful, unclean. When the light shines... The darkness is going to be gone. Period. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be attached to that darkness? Or is the blood of Jesus going to have separated you from the darkness? And are you going to be a, uh, an image in his image, an image of light? So when the light shines on you, if you have chosen cursing, I mean, well, I'm talking the final judgment. Right. If you have chosen cursing, the light will go on and the darkness is gone. Yeah. And if are you going to go with it? Yeah. That's what it is. Or are you going to remain there because your light and all the darkness that is left, he's going to completely perfect you. It leaves. Mm-hmm. Now, this is another picture of when you become saved and, and his blood washes through you and you remove from sin and we're you and I are still here and we can say, I'm saved. I, the Jesus' blood has cleansed me. There's no more darkness, but you know what? I'm still being sanctified. I'm still screwing up. There's darkness in my life. Jesus' blood has cleansed me from sin, but there's still imperfections. There's still uncleanness going right. on on the day-to-day, biz, uh, day-to-day, uh, what's my word I'm looking for? Like basis, like a day-to-day yeah, on, cycle? On a day-to-day basis. There, there we yeah. go. On the day, yeah. Um, that when I 
receive my final judgment and all tears are wiped away, he's going to cleanse me of all that and perfect me. But I am, I am a being of light because of his blood and I am still going, I'm going to exist within the light right. for all of eternity. But if I am dark and if I have chosen dark and I've chosen to hang on to dark, mm -hmm. what God is saying too is the light is going to shine whether you like it or not. So I'm asking you to choose blessings because I don't want to see you wiped away. Right. Because I love you. But the light is going to shine and annihilate all that was evil. Do you want to be in the ark or outside of the ark? Man, just that's, that's the choice. Just imagine being in that moment and watching the darkness go away. Mm -hmm. Knowing that from now on, you know, there will be none of that. There will yeah. be none of that stuff that we still, that secret shame and guilt and all of that stuff that we still hold on to, even though we're saved, and, 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 but we still have to live in this world and deal with the temptations and the, and, uh -huh. and this, and, and, you know, like, my, a lot of times I, I get mad at myself because my first thought in a situation, whatever it might be, a pretty girl or uh, a moment of anger or whatnot, the first yeah. thought is always that one, I can't wait to see that go away. I always want my first thought to be, able to look at someone and be like, she's beautiful without the lustful nature. Yeah. I want to be able to look at, at, at uh, someone who's uh, upset me, but not with the, that first initial thought being, oh, you know, I'm mad. Yeah. I want it to be, I understand, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and just to be able to watch that just go away and know uh -huh. that from this moment on, there will be none of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's oh, that excites me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? That is, it's like you and I are both gamers. Yeah. I was talking to someone else about this the other day. Not even on a Christian conversation, but it hit me as, oh my goodness, this is this has applications. We both walk into a situation in a game, and your life is just miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, because of uh, you know, evil thing has just happened on uh, unfathomable levels. Right. And, uh, and you just brought down to the lowest point, and then during the game, you work your way through, you build back up, you go conquer the evil and what have you. And I remember thinking, that is so fun. That is a fun experience. We get into the game and we go, oh my gosh, this nasty thing is coming at us. Yes! And I thought, God, that's the way this should be. And you just, it reminded me of that. You know, you have that person who torments you, and we have that tendency to go, oh, idiot ruined my day. Instead, we should go, that's my next challenge. That's a side quest. Right. I am so excited to see this work out the way God wants it to, because I know I'm going to have treasure and gems at the end, just like yep. my video game. I'm going to get that reward. I'm going to get that experience. I'm going to get that gold. I'm going to get that new item, whatever it is, <coughs> why don't we see this life in that way? Right. I know why we well, don't. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you're right. I was just thinking about that. When we see those moments as, boom, a new side quest just started or a new main quest just started even. Here we go. Let's get into this. This is going to be so cool and so exciting to conquer this thing and, you know, yeah, there's hardships, there's, but it's fun. When you're a gamer, you're right. going, 
Because I was talking to someone going, imagine the game just starting off going, yep, everything's wonderful, you don't need to do anything, and it's just, just, no, peaceful, you know, you know, but, but, you know, aren't my family going to die and I have to avenge them? No, no, every, everyone's just happy. And, roll credits. Well, roll credits, that's the shortest game I ever, yeah. We, we would be angry at a right. game that did that, you know. It's like, no, it's got to have conflict that you overcome, and there's got to be a celebration at the end. Right. But, um, well, there doesn't have to be for some games, but those are lousy games. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, I'll end on this, and we can keep going with this conversation, well, but I want to get this in real quick. The word picture uh, for the word for curse, uh, which was kalal. So it's kof, lamed, lamed. So lamed is repeated here. But this was really cool to me. Um, the possible interpretation I came up with was the very end of prodding towards divine service. And the reason that was cool to me is because I thought of curse. Mm-hmm. God is wooing. God is loving. God is calling. Yep. Calling you in a, this, this curse is a, truly at its heart is the end. Is God saying, I'm done. Yep. And that's to me is that judgment seat experience where you have said, no, I reject it all. And the light shines on you and you just fade away. You just disappear. That word picture, the very end of the prodding you towards this divine service. Yep. Um, hmm. So, but that's all I got. And I think, what are we at, an hour and a half now? I think so. Um, so a little more? Yeah. Okay, more than an hour, not not an hour and a half? It's like an hour and 30-something minutes. Oh, it time. is? Okay, yeah. so we have, well, it's been four months. It, it was building. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, anything else you want to throw in? Should we just call it call it quits? I, I think we I think we had a good conversation throughout this, too. Um, so, I, I, feel, I feel good. Um... As always, I'll just say, you know, we would love it if uh, others join the conversation, if they have their thoughts about what's going on in any of the studies. If you want to share those with us, um, you have different ideas, perspectives, that's oh, totally yeah. fine. We want, it. We, want to, we want to have that conversation. So feel free, if you have something that you saw we didn't see, or you want to add to something we saw, or whatever, we would love to hear from you. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't... I think that was a good conversation. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll just thank you again uh, for being patient. I know it's been several months. Uh, for those of you who, who do follow us and, and this pops up and you're like, oh, my goodness, they they didn't die? They, they, they still exist? <laughs> well, um, on that note, um, <laughs> if you do, if you if you are waiting for the next one, um, just know that it's it's – we're still in this because our relationship with God has not changed. We love God. We want to do this. But uh, there are attacks that happen. Um, the sickness has been a huge thing for since October. Um, so if, if, you are, if you are wanting, if you're checking out the site and you're like, oh, there's nothing new there, uh, maybe send a prayer. 
because that means we're probably and sometimes it's sometimes it's not drastic stuff. Sometimes it's just we're working. We're you know we're I'm, I'm I got you're twinning nineteen month old <laughs> baby boys that require a lot of time and attention and and but uh, uh, I pray frequently for our listeners and and so if you wanted to return the favor and and, and I pray. think the fact that it's both of us. I mean, if it was just one of us doing this, we could maybe find a minute here or two to just kind of jump in and do it and be done. Yeah. But it's the fact that we both have to come together. And sometimes it's like, oh, I'm finally free. Well, I'm not. Oh, okay. we well, got to yeah. push it back. That kind For of example, you were off all of last week, and all of last week I was dying of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, or flu or whatever, whatever it was. But, yeah. you know, but I didn't actually get tested, but... Was, and there have been times you've said, "Hey, hey, I'm finally free. I, I, I'm working." Well, and you know? yeah, and 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 I teased you. I think what like two weeks ago, uh, like last minute. I'm like, "Let's do this today." And then like 20 minutes later, I had to be like, "Oh, I got a sick family member. I need to go take care of." Like, yeah, you know, it's like oh, okay. So yeah, no, just prayers for for us, uh, and, and we pray for you, and and. Uh, I'm hoping that I always I, the hope is always that we can make this a regular regular thing, but um, we also have to answer what God has for us in other areas of our lives too. So, but uh, but no, it's always appreciative uh, when I actually see that we have some people listening. It always still blows my mind. So, so I know, <laughs> but it is it is so appreciative. But on that note, hey, uh, once again. This has been Scott. This has been Brad. And this is not about us.